Well, we, uh, we are uh, taking uh, some time this morning and next week. As we're in this whole series of hunger, um, we, I wanted to get some time with some of our worship community, some of our worship leaders over the next couple of weeks just to begin a conversation. And uh, we're going we're gonna to do that with Ruth and Jess this morning. Yeah, you can be excited for them. So as we're diving into this, we've been in this journey of, of looking at hunger, which for those of you maybe not being around, um, the Lord spoke to us very clearly about two particular gifts that he wanted to give us as a church that we were supposed to steward. First of all, <clears throat> the gift of hunger, and secondly, the gift of faith for salvation. And we will we'll be journeying with the second part of that um, later on in the year. But for now, we've been in this series looking at hunger, really. How do we... Um, how do we uh, steward and birth and hold on to a, a, uh, an aspect of hunger in our journey with the Lord. And we've, we've been kind of journeying with that over the last uh, month or so. So if you, haven't, if you haven't heard any of that, we're kind of jumping in this morning talking to our worship community. Because one, <clears throat> one of the ways that we do point ourselves, particularly as a corporate family, when we gather together, when we're connected together, and we get this beautiful opportunity and we're afforded the beautiful freedom to come together uh, in a space like this and to to be able to worship together as a church family with such freedom. Um, actually, this journey of hunger is something that um, is, is something right at the very heart of why we would gather. And actually, one of the things that we as a community get to steward together when we get together. And, um, you know, I thought it would be, you know, I really wanted to hear from our worship community. And, and next week, Penny and John are going to be sharing with us. But I really wanted to, to dive into a conversation because I'm so conscious that the, the amazing team of people that lead us at, in worship, whether that's uh, through playing an instrument or actually um, singing, uh, leading us in, in the songs that we corporately get to sing together, there is something um, beautifully unique about our community. I love the worship that is uh, formed and formulated and flows from this place. And, but that's as much to do with you as it is to do with what happens up here. It really is. And so partly I wanted to open up a, uh, an open conversation with these guys because they don't often get to talk to you. They don't often get to say, hey, I'm really frustrated when you look and scowl at me, which they probably won't say to you <clears throat> this morning. But they don't get to have a, a conversation with you. They just get to beautifully get up here every morning, put it all on the line and lead us so amazingly in worship. And so we get a window into some of the things that they uh, think and believe and have insight over. And I pray that that would be something that we would learn from as a family so that in our in our whole journey of worship and our whole journey of hunger together we can partner with what these guys as leaders do here uh, knowing that we are all leading um, in this context in this environment when we get together and worship so I say all that to really set these guys up um, to to talk to us so I guess Jess if you want to dive in first there are a few things that I know as we've as we've uh, talked together that you know, if there, was, if there were some things that you would want to say to us as a community, some things that you'd want to say, hey, <clears throat> I'd like you guys to think on this, or here's some of the things that um, I think would be really good for us to, as a church family, take hold of and run together with, what would some of those things be, Jess? Okay. Um, I think first and foremost is just the recognition of what we're actually a part of and what we're actually doing and what we are cultivating and releasing. Um, so in you know Sunday morning settings or hub or just hanging out kind of in community with people, I think I'm a very I'm a very bigger picture kind of person. So I guess 
just remembering what the bigger picture is and what the things that actually matter are and are more important. So in this setting and in this context, and for me especially, it's interesting. So um, yeah, I'm up here and I sing and stuff. And then sometimes when I'm down here, it's easy for me to focus on what's happening musically instead of, right, I'm here. I don't have to do anything except just be in his presence. Um, and I've had like a long track history of even being up speak or not speaking, singing, and um, just getting like flooded with so many insecurities and so many negative thoughts and, um, you know, just, for example, things that are like, oh, you just hit a wrong note, everybody knows, and they're all going to remember that for the rest of the day. Like, that's so dumb. Like, it's so stupid. But the enemy just does whatever he can to just get inside of our heads, right? And so I think in this, in this context as well, especially in worship, like we're... Let me try to think of what I'm trying to say. I feel a room... That sounds really weird and maybe a bit, ooh. But I don't think people realize sometimes that we actually pick up on things that other people around us are feeling. So say you're in um, a room of a room of people who are really anxious. If you're not an anxious person, you're probably going to feel anxious as well because it's the vibe that they're giving off. Um, so when we're in this environment, it's, I think it's always just so important for us to remember what we're actually doing and what the bigger picture is and the thing that we're actually focusing on in these moments on a Sunday morning or wherever we are. Does this make any sense? Just, okay, great. Um, because we have, the, we have the power to change the atmosphere around us. We have the ability to make someone else around us feel more comfortable. We have, you know, it doesn't sound like that's possible, but it is. And I know that from personal experience. I'm sure you guys have known that from personal experience as well. But I think just being aware of what you're a part of, being aware of your surroundings, being aware of what you're feeling, and kind of just knocking out the things that are happening in your mind because they're in your mind and not in your spirit, I guess. So just shifting to recognizing what's in our spirit as opposed to what's happening in our head because that's where the devil really loves to come in and just do what he does. Um, yeah, does that make sense? We, <clears throat> I guess if we're all honest with ourselves, that we'd recognize that journey, wouldn't we? Like, we come in here with <clears throat> all sorts of things at the forefront of our mind and then we're in a moment, we're asked to sort of somehow either park those things or put them to one side while we all come together and do something together, which is beautiful, which is to, to worship God together, which, which forms a very focused agenda, and then, which, is, which is hard when you've got all that stuff going on in your mind. Is there th are there things that, um, I guess at some level, taking every thought captive and actually, like you're saying, just being aware of, like, this is the purpose of what we've come here to do, and as you said, sort of kicking aside some of those things that would seek to distract you or seek to take your focus. Have you guys learned anything in that, in that space of like, what, how, do we, how do we help ourselves with that? What's the, is it just simply a case of thinking about when you get here in the room, right, I'm here now to worship together, I'm here um, to do that, everything else, distraction, put that aside. Or is there more of the pre preparing for worship that you think might, might be a part of that? Um, I would say, like for me, worship starts in the secret place. Like, we all hear, don't we, so often that um, 
Worship isn't just a song that you sing on a Sunday. It just really could not be more true. Worship is like a heart stance. It's not, not first of all, it's a song that is sung, but a heart stance. And so, <clears throat> for me, the focus is always what's going on in my secret space with Jesus? What is going on with me and him? Because that's what we're all, we're all bringing, all our secret spaces with him. We're getting together corporately and bringing them all together to, to, to seek that corporate space together. And I suppose it's, it's, it's quite quietening your mind and it's tuning into that inner world and asking Jesus to help you focus on, on you and him, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think for me, because I'm a very logical person, I'm a very thinking person, so the mind is where um, I seem to have the most difficulty sometimes. I think, um, in my experience, just... So I'm a thinking person, but I'm also a very simple person, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I love being simple. It's amazing. Um, but just remembering how simple it is to be loved by God, and like, sorry, it's not complicated at all. Like, in those moments, I just, you know, just remembering, okay, God, what are you saying right now? And every single time, I just feel like he's saying, I love you. Like, raising your hands won't make me love you anymore, any less, um, Clapping really loud won't make me love you more any less. Singing loud, you know, whatever it is, like, just remembering that exactly who we are, exactly what we're doing, he couldn't love us any less than he does. And, like, it's as simple as that, which is really amazing. And, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's also um, just being confident to be you. Like, I don't know how many, like, like, I don't know, like, if many people know I even lead worship because I've not been doing it for like six months if you've been coming in the past six months. She's amazing. But, um, <laughs> so I don't know how many are new or old, but it just, it really doesn't, there is no, there's nothing that distinguishes us other than being a son or a daughter of his and coming to give him glory and praise. And there's no, there's no formula. There's no, this is what worship looks like or, and you know, there's no, there's no old vine lifer, there's no new vine lifer, there's no struggling Christian, no expert Christian. There's, there's no label, there's no label. Just come as you are, come as you are. And, and no one can give your worship for you. No one can. And no one can take the place of how you touch God's heart. No one can touch God's heart like you can. And, and so, like, don't, don't, don't second guess yourself. And don't think that, you know, God's going to miss it. Our corporate expression misses your individual expression. You know, if you don't, if you don't turn up and give your worship, ours isn't complete. And it's not that like we demand your worship, but it's we're 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 in it together. No one is on the outside looking in. We are all in this together, and no one no one's an outsider. No, everyone belongs just as they are. Wh whatever whatever they whatever the, whatever's gone on in your past, whatever's got um, coming in your future, wherever you are right now, this is where you belong. Yeah, yeah. that's good, Ruth. Ruth, when Sarah. Um, well, both of you. When, when Sarah talked about zeal, one of the things that she pulled out was this sense of, um, and you've touched on it already, it, it doesn't need to look a certain way, which is kind of what you've been saying in terms of the uniqueness of us as individuals then put together in a family gets to express something with real diversity and, uh, and, a, and you know, a technicolored range of, of expression. And I guess that's one of the things that we at Vine Life, we really value, like there isn't a set way to worship. There isn't, you know, um, better worship is not 
more extroverted worship. I was saying to our, a group of um, leaders in our church just the other week that we're an extravagant group of introverts in our church. I love the fact that uh, this I'm church... Really, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one out. I, lo- I love the fact that as a, as a church that is passionately going after God in our worship, in our expression, actually we, we have a lot of introverts. So I know that for many of you, kind of moving beyond yourself uh, and your natural inclination is a real sacrifice of praise. But in that space, what, what would you, how would you bring courage to those that maybe there is a sense of comparison? I mean, you've touched on it already, but I, I, I want to drill down into it more because I feel like this is a, a really important thing for us to own as a family, that the, the variety and different ways that we show up and we worship, um, th- those are a celebration of the diversity of who we are as a family. They're not something we have to work on to make it all look the same. Help us understand a little bit about that. Right, well, if I cast, my, um, cast myself back to all those years ago when I first started, which was when I was 19, Phil, which in my head was like a few years ago. Like, how old are you, 21? 22. 22. I'm like, we're the same age, but like, clearly we're not, because I'm like 33. Am I 33? Yeah, I am 33. <laughs> um, Ruth's just having a moment here. Just, just, it's family, it's okay. And, um, I am. Uh, time just keeps passing. And, um, and I... You know, I first started leading worship with Jules Rendell, epic Jules Rendell, and I suppose most people, again, don't even know who she is, but she's, she's brilliant, she was brilliant, she led worship here for a few years, and <clears throat> she went to the Royal Northern College of Music, you know, and I, I just like, I came under her, like, doing backing vocals and leading the old song, and if I'm honest, I really didn't like it. For that first, I don't know, first few months, I just dreaded it. <laughs> And um, I think I made some excuse to you, feel like, oh, I need to take some time out and study, like, focus on my studies. When in, in, in real life, I was thinking, I'm not a worship leader. I'm going to leave that to Jules. I'm, I just, I'm, this isn't for me. I can sing and maybe I write my own songs, but worship leading, nah, nah, nah. And it was only when I took that time out and forgot about the pressure of bringing worship. that I just, like I say, I'm going to keep coming back to that point about the secret place. That, and I just carried on with my life with Jesus, just pursuing him. That I just began to feel like, I was compelled to have to give a response to how he revealed himself to me. It wasn't a head thing. It wasn't a, I'm not saying there isn't times that we have to do that. Sometimes we have to just engage, you know, without sensing and feeling and seeing. But I really believe that worship starts with seeing him. You know, if you think about um, the elders and, and, and the, um, the, the living creatures around the throne that's described about in Revelation, they never cease to worship God. I mean, can we, do we even know what, what that is? Have, have, have any of us ever stopped our daily life because we're so caught up in the presence? I mean, and they're not programmed. They're not robots. They are compelled. They're compelled by what no, they Because we're, we're winding down at about 45 minutes. We're like, oh, exactly. I've got no more in me. <laughs> but like, honestly, what, how, how massively big must God be to be engulfed in that? Anyway, where am I going with this? All that to say... It's about having confidence in your own space with Jesus because that's, that's how you can bring your confidence in the corporate setting and having, having, learning how to respond to him, learning how to behold him, learning how to behold him above everything else that is, that is going on in your life. Because really the, the yes that I'm bringing on a, on a Sunday morning for any of us guys <clears throat> to say yes, here's my worship, it's, only, it's just an overflow of what's going on in the secret place. It's just, and so what, what we're bringing should be the overflow. It shouldn't be the starting point. It should be the overflow. And so 
the yes that I'm bringing on a Sunday morning is not really divorced from the other yeses of my life, the, the, the worship I give in my whole life. You know, like to me, worship is synonymous with the word yes. For me personally, like the yes that I give Jesus, like all the yeses I'm giving him in my life are linked to the yes that I give him in my worship on a Sunday morning. So again, I would just encourage people just to focus back on the secret place, getting confident on their own with Jesus, because that's all we're taking anyway with us, that secret place, the love that we're crafting with him, the love that we're giving out from that place. It's all about every single one of us has that, has that place set aside of intimacy with him. Does that make sense? It's yeah. good, Ruth. I think in, in thinking through that, that we obviously, you know, for many of us, we will kind of scrape our way into church on a Sunday morning. It's, it's early on a Sunday. Some have got kids, you're sort of dragging them through the door. You're, you're talking about much more than just, hey, let's make sure we stick on a worship CD on our drive to church. That's our preparatory work. It's like, it's not that. And you're talking about the worship of our lives, and which actually is this journey of hunger that we're in. This is this sense of saying we don't, we don't step into uh, times of some sort of religious expression. We are we're stepping we're stepping into and we remain in a relationship with Father God. And in that relationship with Father God, we are continually giving our lives in response to everything that He's given to us. And that is our worship. And that is so actually recognizing that means that actually we're not in a we're not in a plug in plug out environment you know when we come on a sunday morning it's not all right i'm going to plug into a worship experience and then when we leave these doors later we kind of plug out and then i'll need that again in a week's time because i'll be you know i'll be running on empty it's like no the the reality of the cross the reality of the sacrifice of jesus was paid for a level of connection and intimacy that was ours forever and it was ours for eternity. And that starts when we say yes to Jesus. And so our ability to nurture and, and hunger in that space of relationship with the Father is not about religious experiences. It's about a life lived out in intimacy with God. Help us, help us in, that, in that journey. Like is, is there, are there things that you guys have learned in that space to appreciate the value of, of connection and intimacy with God that, that we play out here when we, when we worship together? So, what was your question again? Sorry. <laughs> I would just plug into that. I guess, it, I guess it's how do we avoid that kind of plugging in, plugging out? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Maybe that's a terrible question. <laughs> well, it's, but, but it, well, I think that's a whole Christian life, so learning how to abide in him, isn't it? It's learning how to abide in him. Learning how to, you know... If I'm really honest, I, what has most confounded me, really, about worship is that I, I go through one of the worst times of my life, losing my dad, was one of the easiest times I found to worship Jesus, and that doesn't, doesn't make sense, and yet it really does, because we're suffering a pain as he's right there, and I think, you know, a lot of people think that it's challenging circumstances that can disconnect us, you know, plugging in, plugging out, and, but it's only, I've only found there's only one thing that gets in the way of my worship with God, and that is my pride, and all the forms of it, like, maybe the offence that I'm carrying towards God, or um, 
the thoughts I'm having that I know I should be laying down and really believing what God's saying, but I'm pretty sure I'm right, even though I never am. And, um, just, just, um, or being inward looking, you know, just focusing on, on what I'm not. And all these, or thinking that I'm enough without God, you know, or trusting in my own understanding. It's, it's that's the only thing that really separates us, I think. Um, so it's just being, just monitoring your own heart, just like what is going on in your own heart, um, and asking him to show you the things that disconnect you, you know, and he'll be faithful to, to teach you how to overcome those things. That's great. One of the things that, um, Jess, I know we've talked about is the, the fact that, that we can often think that this coming together corporately to worship and as, as kind of putting our hunger on display is a, it's a very uh, kind of physical, normal, natural thing. But there's something so much bigger and so much higher that goes on when we, when we come together and worship. Help us paint, paint a picture of what that is in terms of, the, of the, the supernatural stuff that happens in the kingdom of heaven when we worship. It's a loaded subject, um, but I love it. So we always tease Lizette and myself because she did the world race before she came here. So she'll say, oh, when I was on the race. And I'll say, oh, when I was at BSSM. <laughs> so when I was at BSSM, um, in my second year, when I was here, um, we did like a worship night over at the Anchor. And... I've said countless times, it was the most intense, um, like no doubt in my mind that God was in the room, worship set of my entire life. Um, and so when I was talking about being marked here as well, that, was, that had a lot to do with it. But we sang the song Alleluia by Jesus Culture. Alleluia, you know that one. Um, there's a part at the end of the chorus that says, with all of heaven we are singing. And I had sang it so many times, but when it got to that point in this particular worship set, I remember singing it over and over and over again. And like every single time I sang it, just getting a, like a deeper revelation of what I was actually saying and what I was singing. So can you, I mean, it's you can't really imagine because we haven't, been to heaven yet but um like when we sing and we worship all of heaven is worshiping and singing with us every single time not just corporately but in our own secret spaces even when we're just listening maybe not like singing out loud but heaven just goes nuts when we like bring ourselves to worship um I think as well, like my dad's a very, he's a very um, visual, spiritual person, so he sees a lot. Sorry, this is getting a bit weird for people, but, um, and it doesn't happen all the time, but he told me one time when I was at BSSM, he came and um, he and my mom were there for a worship set of mine. You know, the classic parents have their iPad out like this, they're like, that's my daughter! <laughs> like, ugh. Anyway, so that's what my mom was doing. Um, so I, it was just really funny because I could see her. I still can picture it, just this huge iPad right there. And I'm like, please don't be my mom. Please don't be my mom. And she's like, hi, honey. You know, all this stuff, whatever. Anyway, while that was happening, my dad was like kind of walking around the room. And he said that he saw 
angels like twirling and like going in and out the walls and like going up and down the ceiling and they were just laughing and having the best time and there was like hundreds of them um and so that like gave me another like new perspective I guess to what's actually happening because I don't know I don't personally see that way that he does um and I don't know if some of you do that's awesome if you do I'm super jealous of you um but it just made me like kind of step back and realize that there's so much going on with in what we can't see. Um, and it's just so humbling. Like it's so humbling to think that the place that we are all so hopefully excited to get to one day in heaven, they're all so desperate to be a part of what we're doing. They're all just, you know, sitting, waiting for the moment, you know, when we go crazy, I guess, or just come to that place of wanting to worship the Lord. Um, and like I can't wait to be up there doing that with them but because we just think you know we think of angels as like really holy and really beautiful and amazing and they are but they want to be with us like they want to be with God but they want to be with us in the midst of what we're doing in the midst of our worship that's incredible and like I said it's super humbling to think that they want to be where we are doing what we're doing and just want to be a part of what we're singing and what we're bringing. The big picture. Yeah. It's all about eternity, guys. It really is. If we're going to go really big. <laughs> you can go there if you'd like. <clears throat> well, yeah, I think you're right that heaven wants to join us, but we're actually joining heaven. Like what's been going on since the dawn of creation, since even before creation. Like, <laughs> don't, you know, yeah, it's just, it comes back to the, to the unseen, exactly that. And not getting, that, I think that comes, links back to the whole point of how do we um, learn how to express ourselves in worship if we don't feel confident. It's knowing that it's, 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 about, it's about the unseen, it's about, about plugging into that place and yeah, I felt like I had a good point about eternity but I've lost it now. So, All right. <laughs> carry on. If you could talk to us really practically, you know, you guys get up here and faithfully lead us in worship on Sunday mornings. What, what are some of the things that um, you'd encourage us with on this journey, you know, whether you've been part of our church for a long time or a short amount of time, worship is one of our highest values. And so that's why we give a, an amount, a good amount of time, in fact, the most amount of time on a Sunday is to, is to worshiping together. How could you, what would you encourage us with, outside of all the stuff you have encouraged with us, in this moment, what, what, what can we do? How can we, how can we jump into that journey of worship when we're here together? get a banner. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no. um, I'm not good with practical, Phil. You know I'm not. <laughs> Jesse, are you more practical? Hmm. Can you say the question one more time? When we're in this space, <laughs> yes. anything that you, you think like... Um, 
in this journey of hunger for us as a church, what are some of the things that we should be should be doing in this space of worship? Here. In relation to hunger. Yeah. Let us just repeat everything you just said and make it sound like an answer. <laughs> um, it, you know, just to bring it back to the point I said about worship starts with seeing him. Like, okay, we've got to be practical. Practical, right. Um, but it comes, it, you're, literally, doesn't the Bible say, taste and see that God is good? Like, I think we don't really know what that means because we're like, well, we can't bite a chunk of God off and eat him. But yet, like, that isn't, <laughs> isn't that, that's, that's an invitation to experience him, like, with our senses. And again, there's times when we don't, but I believe the norm should be that we sense him and we feel him. And the thing is, once you, once you feel him, you have to have more. Once you sense him, once you encounter him, once you have that touch, nothing else satisfies you. Nothing else does. And, and so, I suppose, again, it's just practically taking the time out with God to just encounter him, encounter him, and um, asking to put, you know, his finger on the things that maybe are, you know, we talked about idols not so long ago, but the things that you're beholding in his place. Like... Um, I think, that's, I think that's the whole battle of our lives, constantly to behold him above everything else that's fine for our attention. And I think hunger, hunger is just, it is just a natural byproduct of falling in love with Jesus. I mean, I, I, I defy anyone to encounter Jesus' love and think, no, you're all right. <laughs> Literally, like, you, you, can't, you, you, can't, you can't escape it once you've tasted it. Yeah, I, I th- no, I think practically we are talking about when we gather in this space, there is a response. You know, there is not, there's not a set of feelings or necessarily a, uh, a set of parameters that need to be just right in order for us to respond. I kind of, I love the way, you know, when David even talks to his own soul, he says, praise the Lord, oh my soul. He's literally speaking yeah. to himself. Yeah. And I guess in, maybe I'm the more yeah, practical one. I think what I'm digging into is the fact that I'm just so conscious that, that when we show up in this space, there are 350, 400 different stories, different experiences, different mornings, different stuff going on. We talked about idols, but different things that, you know, when we talk about pushing aside certain things in order to focus on the Lord and give him our very best and worship with him with all of who we are, there's a journey or an exercise of going, all right, at this point, I have to, I have to put aside what I'm having for lunch or that, my, you know, I, that I kicked the dog on the way into church and I feel bad I didn't kick my dog. It's just the, you know, I'm so conscious that when you get, you know, a, 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 in a room like this, there's just the narratives of people's lives are so uniquely different. So how do we step into a moment and seize all that is available to us corporately, not just individually, but corporately so that actually we, we take the opportunity that is so beautifully given to us, which is to be able to worship with freedom. Listen, the the extension of freedom that we get to be in a public space to worship the God is not is not something that's afforded to every individual on the earth. You realize that there are there are countless individuals across the earth that would not be extended this privilege. There are nations that this this is illegal. Like do what we get to do is is illegal, and to do this would be to uh, put your life at risk. To um, 
and so I'm just I'm so conscious that we don't have those external parameters which would make this level of sacrifice really dawn on us. And so, you know, what we're having for lunch often may well be at the forefront of our mind because we it's not really a, I'm not worried about whether the police are going to bust through the door and arrest us all. So I I might as well think about what I'm having for lunch. So I'm say, I say all that to say that there is, for each one of us, there, there, there is this engagement of will and engagement of choice. That's why I love what Sarah spoke to us already in this journey of hunger and zeal, is, is that there is as much a, a response to the goodness of God, which is, which is really not dependent on my circumstances or what's going on in my life. And so it becomes an engagement of my will to worship. And I guess in that in that. In that space, I, I just I wonder for, for many of us whether actually the first point the first point at which we really consider I'm here as an individual but in a family to come and worship God. I wonder whether the first time we actually even consider that is when when the first chord of the first song. And I wonder whether that really prepares our hearts individually and corporately to do what we're about to do. Because there's you know there is significance over our, over our worship. You know, you just have to look through stories in the Bible. You know, Paul and Silas take a moment to worship and, and chains get broken loose. You know, uh, the army, the Levites set, set sail and, um, and in, in worship around, uh, around Jericho and the, 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 the walls fall down. There's a power, there's a significance in terms of our worship that actually shifts the atmosphere over our city. And, and, and again, do we have that, do we have that mentality or are we just like, you know, I hope the worship leader picks a good set of songs or I hope they do a song that I really like or, you know, it, how, how much do we approach worship from a consumer mindset as opposed to, I'm here to be consumed. Like, God, would you come and consume who I am as opposed to, I just need to be in the right space, in the right frame of mind with the right song. Um, in order to engage and I, I just wonder whether there's like a there's an individual responsibility no I don't wonder I know there's an individual responsibility to audit the landscape of my own ter- internal life to go how am I like how am I showing up in this space you know what what do I and and I think that's why I love what you said at the beginning Jess in terms of recognizing the the way in which my life affects the life of the people that were around you know my worship is is when I link arms, not physically, but literally, spiritually with the people in this community, in this family, in worship, there is a strength that comes, there's a power that comes, and I get to take some element of responsibility. So I guess anything in that space that's practical, show up on time is a really good practical thing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it helps, right? I mean, I can talk, but I have got three children, but... (laughs) But when they're definitely showing up on time, because when you start to lead and the room is half empty, you feel a bit like, hmm, we're not, we're not, we're not complete, and we're not, you know, we're we're not, we're not all together. Um, yeah, choice definitely comes into it. Yeah, choice definitely comes into it. You have to just sometimes put everything aside and just, and at the choice to own your worship space again, that no one else can bring it, and the choice to to focus on the significance that you bring to, to forget everything else that's gone on in your week, to forget um, your fears and your insecurities, and actually choose to focus on the words that God is saying over your life, and um, choosing to steward your heart in such a way, like you say, that you're, when you're saying, speak to my soul, um, you're, 
aligning yourself. It's all about, I think it's alignment. Alignment, we're all trying to be aligned, aren't we, on a, on, on a corporate journey. And we, we, we like I say, we, we sense it and we feel it if someone's just like, ah, oh, not today. I'm going to sit back, you know, I'm just going to let everyone else do it. It's like, we can see every no. single one of you. Yeah, and everyone who sat down, we know it's you. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine to sit down. But yeah, but, but physically, like, to just, um, sometimes it's, it's it, your posture is important. And I do think sitting down is fine. But sometimes it's really important to get up and get physical and, and move your arms and even dance. Like, I'm longing to see Vine Life is dance a bit more, so beware when I come back. <laughs> but like the, um, the, you know, the, the, the power and the authority there is when we, when we, we move and express ourselves in different ways. And um, yeah, else? Yeah, I think if we're talking practically as well, something that really helps for me is, um, so when I get distracted or if, I could just get, you know, I've said it already, I get caught up in my head. So I think turning, um, thinking like, oh, every, even if I'm just down here, everybody behind me is watching me. They can see if I'm putting my hands up or down. They, they're watching what I'm doing. Instead, just changing what goes on in your head. So for me, it'll be like, God, what are you doing in the room? God, what are you saying right now? And I know a lot of times stuff like that is easier said than done. I can definitely say I've asked questions and I feel nothing and I feel frustrated and then frustration comes in and then anger and all these things. It's just a downward spiral, isn't it? Um, but I think just, yeah, asking questions um, really helps for me. So if I don't feel or hear, hear anything right away, just keep going until you feel something or until you feel like there is a response or whatever because he's just sitting and waiting for us to ask questions. He's sitting and waiting for us to have a conversation with him. Um, whatever that looks like for you personally. Um, yeah, and actually, as opposed to, maybe it's a more helpful thing not to say, oh, just forget everything else that's going on. Because actually, you, you can't separate yourself from what's going on in your life. But actually, to know that you're wholly accepted where you are and a maybe more helpful picture is certainly like what I use is just to get everything in my hands and just say, I'm giving this to you whilst we have a bit of a worship. <laughs> you know, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold all the things that are worrying me or causing me anxiety or fear. And in fact, worship is the, the prime opportunity to do that. The prime opportunity to, to actually give, give away those things to Jesus and focus on him. Yeah, it's so good. I want these guys in a second to pray for us. You know, one of the th the reasons why I wanted to just create a bit of space for us to have a conversation and to talk, and for these guys at some level just to let us know some of the things that they process, some of the things that they think, some of the things that they are carrying, is because we have such a, an amazing worship community, and um, we have amazing diversity of worship leaders who are all different and all have unique giftings, and I, I massively value that in our community because we're not looking for somebody, uh, for somebody to all look the same. You know, I think, I, I've been around the church long enough to know there are places and spaces within Christendom that, you know, there is an ideal way that we want our worship 
worship leader to do things and everybody else who's in that environment has to kind of do the same thing and line up and and so in, in some ways having this conversation gives you a tiny window into I was about to say tiny minds you haven't got tiny minds <laughs> it gives you a, it gives you a, a tiny window into their minds but also their journeys because that I know because I meet with our worship um, leaders and I meet with our worship teams that um, they have a deep passion not to perform in front of you but to 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 um, you, you know there is a short space between this thing called a stage and the and the seats but in our in our worship leaders um, mentality there is no space between them them and you and um, and the the connection that they have and the love that they have for our family to really journey and to plumb the depths of encountering God's presence in significant ways both individually and corporately is something that I adore about our worship leaders I adore it about these two I adore it about every one of the guys that gets up here and leads us in worship and to know that I think helps us to know what we're a part of that these guys aren't just kind of singing us some songs in front of us you know with the option for us to kind of join in or not we get the opportunity to partner with some pretty amazing leaders um, as well as recognizing what leadership is on our lives corporately when we sit and stand next to others in this family we get to with strength come before the Lord and to encounter him in really significant ways and I'm excited for for this uh, this journey we're on in hunger because I, I sense your response to that not just in in worship but I sense it through the conversations I have with many of you that that the Lord is doing something in your heart that's stirring you towards hunger stirring you towards going deeper with him a, a desire an expectation a, a reality of experiencing more of the presence of God in your lives not just in the moments that we get together but beyond that in in the times that you are with the lord which is all the time but i want to um I wanted these guys really just to close out this morning by praying for us. Um, and in particular, I felt like it would be good to um, just pray specifically for those um, who really struggle with worship that come in here and it just feels like this thing happens around me and I'm not able to step in. I feel like there's a, a unique um, opportunity this morning for that to change, that actually God would just take you by the hand, Holy Spirit would take you by the hand and lead you into a freedom in worship um, that would mean that it would go from this external thing that happens around you to something you can step into and know that you're a significant part of so i would love us for all to for us all to stand and if that's you if you just if that resonates with you just put your hand on your heart and i'm just going to have these guys um pray for you um yeah and i think as well before we start praying just from us to you guys like thank you so much for um you know letting us letting us lead you, letting us do really well, letting us do not very well sometimes. Thank you for having grace for us. Because, um, you know, we don't just come up here and sing some songs and then we're done. Like, like I said, I'm always in my head. So I'm going through a lot. You know, just the same as you. I'm thinking about other things. Sometimes I can be like, oh, what outfit am I going to wear tomorrow? You know, just whatever. Like, it happens up here as well. Like, it's not just, like he said, like, there's no divide between us. I'm just the same. So thank you for letting us journey with you. Thank you for letting us do what we need to do. Thank you for letting us slip up sometimes. And, um, yeah, we're just super honored and humbled to be able to get to do this for you guys and with you um, all together. So, Awesome. So if that's you in terms of the whole 
wanting to step into a greater experience of worship, um, just put your hand on your heart. I feel like there's, there's a real moment for us this morning. Yeah, Father God, I just thank you for how you're working to bring us all together. I thank you for breaking down all the divides. I thank you that you're delivering us from all our insecurities and all our fears. And I just pray that you come by your Holy Spirit, come forward every single heart right now. And I just, I just pray you would just place your confidence, your confidence yeah. that you have made, made each one of us perfectly, uniquely, personalities, the way we look, our dreams, our visions, they're just perfect. And I just, I just pray all insecurities be gone. In Jesus' name, all insecurities be gone. All divisions be gone. We are, we are called to be one. I thank you that you're making us one. And for anyone that's particularly feeling on the outside, I pray, even right now, or this week, they would have an encounter with you, or a revelation, or a truth, that they would truly know they belong here, in your presence, that they're not on the outside. Just come, Holy Spirit. Only you, only you can bring us all together. Only you. It's not about trying, folks. It's not about trying. Just receive, receive what he's got to give you. Yeah, and I just pray right now for um, answers to unanswered questions, whether that be, God, why don't I respond the way other people do physically? Why do I not feel you right now? Why do I not understand what's happening? Um, I just pray for those questions to be answered right now, but also the next time that this happens, that um, there will just be mindset shifts. And God, corporately, that you just help us to understand what you're doing in the room at all times. God, that you and our relationship with you is so much more important than anything else that's happening in the world, in our lives. Jesus, just help us remember every single time the more important things and the bigger picture of the things that we're a part of, Jesus. We're so thankful that you're always so willing to give to us. Yeah, God, and I thank you for this space. I thank you that you're in this space right now, Lord, and that you always are. So I just ask right now for every single heart in this room to just be touched by the Lord on a new and deeper level. And yeah, for those unanswered questions, God, that you would just come and invade and give us more than um, we ask for or what we expect, God, because you're so generous and you so love to give, and we thank you for that. God, I thank you for this beautiful group of people, and I thank you that you're doing something so amazing in us, and I ask for an increase, and I ask that you would heighten our awareness every single time we get together. And every single time we go out in our lives, in our jobs, in our families, Jesus, that you would just heighten our awareness to you and what worship looks like, not only when we're singing, but when we're living out our daily lives, Jesus, that you are continually showing us what worship is to you and how pleased you are with us. Yes, yeah, so Father, we do recognize the, the, the beautiful invitation of intimacy with you. Thank you, God, that that is not restricted to a 
45 minute window on a Sunday morning but it is the invitation into the adventure of living out our lives with you but I I ask God that you would take us by the hand when when it comes to the times that we do gather together we would know the significance of what they they represent Father individually and corporately that we would take our place and uh, I, I thank you Father that you're with us through that journey we just invite you, uh, not the, yeah, we just invite more of that for us in the future months and years that will proceed, that God, we would experience more of your presence. In Jesus' name, amen.